RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm out as well. The headlines, Carrie Lam rejects bypassing a public consultation on land supply. ICAC chief hits back at smear campaign. And Liberal Party's James Chen says PLA land can be used for flats. The chief executive Carrie Lam has denied bypassing a public consultation on land supply, despite saying she'll make announcements on this in her October policy address before the Land Supply Task Force finishes its report. Before the weekly exco meeting, Mrs Lam said she told the task force to share public views with her. I have also made it known to the chairman uh, that uh, they may wish to find a way to uh, reflect the community uh, views to us so that I could be in a position to make a more definite uh, response in the coming policy address. I may not be able to provide all the solutions to Hong Kong's uh, long outstanding land shortage problem, but uh, to make no response at all on land supply in October when I announce my second policy address will not be able to meet the people's aspirations. The ICAC Commissioner Simon Pei says persistent questions about alleged governance issues at the Angie Craft body are part of his mere campaign. He says the failure to appoint the head of the powerful operations department was never a problem. His former top investigator Rebecca Lee resigned abruptly in 2016 after acting in the post for a year. She was reportedly lead- leading an investigation into the then chief executive CY Long. Ricky Yao has now taken over, but also in an acting capacity. Here's Mr. Pei. I don't know what their motives are. I don't know what they want to achieve. We, the ICAC, are doing very well. And many people say the agency is a Hong Kong icon, and it's also famous throughout the world. Even though we're in difficult times, we still manage to do a good job. But still, some people still want to hurt us, to smear us. The government's been urged to use military sites in the new territories to boost land supply for housing. The honorary chairman of the Liberal Party, James Tian, says 1,000 hectares of land managed by the People's Liberation Army garrison in Hong Kong could be used for public housing. He says the army doesn't need that much land for training. We're not talking about symbolic land like in the central or other military bases. We're just talking about the practice uh, ground in New Territory West. They have actually over 2,200 hectares. That's a lot of land. And I don't think today's Hong Kong, they would need that much land for their training. I think that central government should be confident that the Hong Kong people, together with our Hong Kong police, can handle our own situation without really needing the PRA to come out. Then, of course, then PLA is just a symbolic gesture of sovereignty. The government has been asked to ensure there will be sufficient car parking spaces in Lai Chi Kok before it builds transitional housing on top of a temporary car park there. The Housing Secretary Frank Chan has said officials are planning to build about 200 units on top of the government site for people waiting for public housing. But Ramon Yun from the Democratic Party says he's worried it will exacerbate illegal parking in the area. As we have heard, the number of parking lot or parking spaces has to be decreased and it will uh, incur some uh, serious parking problem because there are many illegal parking among the community. There are some illegal parking even parking to like areas like the highway, Chengsan Highway. 
The Financial Secretary Paul Chan has been spared court costs over a defamation case. The Court of Final Appeal ordered the plaintiff, Jonathan Liu, to pay, despite awarding him a retrial. The case centres on several emails sent by Mr Chan and his wife alleging that Mr Liu's children cheated in an exam. Mr Liu won at the Court of First Instance, but the appeal court overturned that. In April, the top court found both lower courts had made mistakes and ordered a retrial. The Journalists' Association has expressed shock that an internal police investigation failed to substantiate claims of assault against a reporter during the Mong Kok clashes in 2016. The complaints against police officers earlier said there was insufficient evidence to identify officers or to conclude that a former Ming Pao journalist was attacked on a bus despite the incident being caught on camera by several media organisations. The vice chairwoman of the HKJA, Shelley Yam, says the police are again damaging public confidence in the system of handling complaints. We are shocked by the conclusions because the attack happened in front of many cameras. There were lots of videos available on the incident. We simply cannot understand or cannot accept the conclusions to say that I mean those complaints are beyond possibility of investigation. There's been more reports of bus seats being slashed. Kowloon Motorbus said a bus captain on Route 48X between Sha Tin and Chunwan found two cuts on his seat in a double-decker bus this morning. He reported it to police. It's the fourth incident in less than three days. Separately, a picture circulating on social media shows a needle stuck in a seat on a bus in Lai Yu bus terminus. KMB said it was looking into the matter. Rescuers are working out how to free 12 boys and their football coach who have been found alive in a flooded cave complex in Thailand. They'd been missing for nine days. Dramatic footage shows the moment British divers encounter the bedraggled children huddled on a wedge of dry ground surrounded by water. In the recording, one of the group asked if they could leave immediately. There's two of us. You have to die. We are coming. It's okay. It's okay. Many people are coming. This mother spoke of her relief as they were found. Today is the best day. I've been waiting for my son for so many days. I'm so excited. The first thing I will do is hug him. Food and medical supplies have been taken in. Rescuers must now decide whether to move the group through the flooded tunnels using diving equipment or wait until their strength recovers and water can be pumped out. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Hurd. If you think how hard it's been for these experienced divers to battle their way through to where the boys are now, and these are people with real experience, but the boys have no diving training, they're obviously in a very weakened state. At the moment, the plan of the Thai authorities is to get medical doctors who've got diving experience in there, try and treat them and rebuild their strength, and then decide what to do. Getting them out through these very narrow, flooded passages where you need to use air tanks is probably a very difficult thing to do. They could try and bring the water levels down and hope that they eventually they can walk out, but it is the rainy season and more rain could come in. To be honest, I don't think anyone yet has got a clear answer to that. A women's university in Japan says it will admit transgender students who were born male but identify as female, a rare move in a country where LGBT rights lag behind other developed nations. The policy will come into force from fiscal year 2020. The move comes as many local private universities are reportedly weighing a similar policy following in the footstep of American schools. 
A Roman Catholic archbishop in Australia has been sentenced to 12 months in home detention for covering up child sexual abuse. The Archbishop of Adelaide, Philip Wilson, was convicted in May of covering up abuse by a paedophile priest in the 1970s. The BBC's Haywell Griffith reports. The magistrate, as he handed down his sentence, explained that this was a serious offence against the community, that he had betrayed vulnerable victims and parishioners. However, having said that he wouldn't suspend the sentence, he did then conclude that it could be done within someone's home rather than within a jail, and therefore he may well end up having to wear a tag and be under a curfew order for six months with another six months afterwards on bail. Philip Wilson has so far refused to resign as Archbishop. The magistrate said he's shown no remorse or contrition. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel has reached a deal on immigration to any row that was threatening to break up her coalition government. Her interior minister, Horst Seehofer, who leads one of the parties in the ruling coalition, has dropped his threat to resign. Mrs Merkel agreed to tighten controls at the Austrian border, setting up transit centres to hold people who've already applied for asylum in other EU countries. Mr Seehofer said he was pleased with the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, after intensive discussions between the CDU and CSU, we have reached a clear agreement on how we can, in future, prevent illegal immigration on the border between Germany and Austria. I'm happy that we've been able to reach this agreement. It became clear once again that it's worth fighting for one's conviction. New criminal charges of predatory sexual assault have been brought against the Hollywood producer Harley Weinstein. More than 70 women have accused him of sexual misconduct. He denies that any of the activity was non-consensual. From New York, here's the BBC's Nada Tofik. Last month, Harvey Weinstein pleaded not guilty in New York court to felony charges of rape and a criminal sexual act involving two women. At the time, the Manhattan district attorney said their investigation was ongoing and urged alleged victims to come forward. The new charges are in connection to allegations made by a third woman and include two counts of predatory sexual assault, which carry a maximum sentence of life in prison. In a statement, District Attorney Cyrus Vance said the indictment by the grand jury was the result of the extraordinary courage of survivors who came forward. President Trump says he's met four candidates to fill the vacancy on the Supreme Court. Last week's retirement of Justice Anthony Kennedy gives Mr. Trump the opportunity to cement conservative control of America's highest court. He said he'd met two or three more potential justices and make a nomination in the next few days. Financial news, local shares plunged more than 3% in initial trade as investors returned from a long weekend break to play catch-up with a sharp sell-off across Asia fueled by trade war fears. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,150. That's 803 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $71 billion. The chief executive of Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing, Charles Lee, says investors' sentiment is fragile on the back of continuous threat of a trade war between China and the U.S. The equity market, uh, you know, together with the uh, the foreign forex market, you know, has been quite volatile as of late, and I think this is just uh, one of those times where there are a lot of uncertainties that are lingering, uh, you know, above, and uh, people really don't know the direction of the market, and with any particular movement in. You know, in the reporting of uh, trade wars, economic issues, conflict, and, and, you know, this is all resulting in, you know, significant volatilities in the market. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung.
We started the World Cup where Belgium staged an extraordinary comeback to beat Japan and set up a quarterfinal meeting with Brazil. Nasser Chatley's 94th minute strike completed a 3-2 win for Belgium, who had been 2-0 down. Goals from Genki Haraguchi and Takashi Inui had Japan in control before Belgium got level through headers from Jan Vertonghen and Marouane Fellaini. German World Cup winner Jurgen Klinsmann believes Belgium's superior your quality showed in the final seconds. There always will be moments where it's really 50-50. You know, you need a little bit of luck, but you also need uh, a player to, to step it up. You know, you need that split second. And I, I think the players that, that we always talk about of that Belgium side, they took it in their own hands in the last minute. Uh, I thought that the run from Lukaku was outstanding because first he runs inside, he opens up the space for the right side, then he does a dummy. And uh, that's what you, you need players just to make that piece of a difference in, the, in, in that important moment. Japan's defeat ends Asia's representation at the World Cup. Football writer Chris Lau says Japan should be proud of their strong showing. Well, Japan had exceeded all expectations. Prior to the World Cup, the Japanese media gave little to no hope to the Japanese team because there was a lot of changes in management and formation. And, um, and some players had been left out for a long time, but they came back in. But I think that this World Cup has shown that Japan and Asian teams they can compete at the high level. We had players like Inui who came through. And I think Japan can go home and hold up their heads high. Neymar scored a goal and set up a second as Brazil beat Mexico 2-0 to reach the World Cup quarterfinals for a seventh consecutive time. It also means Mexico are once again eliminated in the last 16 as they have been at every World Cup since 1994. There was a lengthy stoppage when Neymar was rolling by the touchline after he was caught very slightly by a boot. He was then up and sprinting soon afterwards. The former England striker Alan Shearer was not impressed. It really is pathetic when he's rolling around as if he's in, uh, he's in agony. Why does he feel that he need, the need to do that? It's been a magnificent tournament on the one downside is that we're seeing players feign injury, we're seeing players running to the, uh, to the referees yeah. and trying to get other players uh, sent off yeah. and the diving. I think that's been a big yeah. issue as well. One more note on Neymar. In reaction to Spanish TV reports, Real Madrid have issued a statement saying they have not made any offer for Neymar to his club Paris Saint-Germain. Finally, in tennis, Roger Federer opened his Wimbledon title defense with an easy win. The eight-time champion beat Dusan Lejevic in just over an hour. Serena Williams has made a winning return to Wimbledon as well. The American is playing in the tournament for the first time since giving birth to her daughter 10 months ago. Williams won 7-5-6-3 over Arantxa Roos of Netherlands. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Carrie Lam rejects bypassing a public consultation on land supply. ICAC chief hits back at smear campaign. And Liberal Party's James Chen says PLA land can be used for floods. And that's the news from RTHK.